This is True Parenting Audio, episode 14. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and welcome to True Parenting Audio, where you can get inspiration and practical parenting tips to build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Today we're going to be talking about what to do when kids lie. It seems like there are few things in this world that can frustrate a parent like their child telling a fib. It's one of those things that just seems to get under parents' skin. And today, we're going to talk about eight different reasons that kids lie and also what you can do about it in several different kinds of instances. Because honestly, all lies are not created equal. They all have their own life about them, and we have to deal with different lies in different ways sometimes. So today, hopefully, you'll go away from this podcast with a few uh, tools and tips in your back pocket to deal with the next time you encounter a lie with your child. Pinocchio is probably the most iconic story related to the moral mantra, always tell the truth. Wouldn't it be great if all kids had a built-in lie detector like Pinocchio? That big nose of his was pretty useful in teaching the practical lesson of never tell a lie. It was a simple evaluating tool for Geppetto and gave Pinocchio instant feedback about his lies. Just like Pinocchio, lies often land kids in some tough predicaments. And yet, that doesn't seem to deter them from giving lying a good try. How do I get my kid to stop lying? Or what do I do when they lie? Are some of the most common questions I get from parents. Kids can start lying as early as three years old and become especially developmentally good at it between ages five and eight. Oftentimes the lies are insignificant fibs, but parents still feel disquieted by the lies and feel like they need to put a stop to it. Because first, it's annoying to them, and second, they fear the lies will grow into bigger, less manageable lies, and nobody wants their kid to be a liar. So kids tell lies for several different reasons. Here are eight different reasons that I could come up with that kids lie. Number one, to embellish or make believe for fun. Things like, there's a dragon around the corner of the house. These are simple and really pretty insignificant. Number two, to amuse themselves. They think it's funny. Things like, I'm 12 years old when they're actually seven. They get a good giggle out of it and think that they're, they're fooling somebody. Um, and a lot of times these are pretty harmless as well. Number three, to embellish or inflate themselves. They say things like, I ran the mile race in the gym cl- in gym class today in two minutes. I'm the fastest kid at school. They don't necessarily mean any harm with this, but sometimes parents see that as kind of a just another one of those annoying little things that kids do, and, and it gets under parents' skin a lot of the times. Number four, to avert responsibility or to get out of doing something. They'll say things like, I already cleaned my room when they really didn't do it. Number five, they lie for fear of punishment or others' reactions. 
They say, I didn't do it. Number six, to hurt someone else or get them in trouble. They'll say things like, Jimmy was hitting the other kids at recess. Sometimes this can be kind of spiteful, and and, uh, parents and teachers often find this really frustrating because they don't know who to believe or, or what to do about it in a lot of instances. Number seven, it's a self-preservation habit. They do it just because sometimes they don't know why, they just do it. This is the famous hand-in-the-cookie-jar lie of, I wasn't getting a cookie, as their hands stuck in the cookie jar. This is pretty developmentally normal, but a lot of parents get really frustrated by it because it's so blatant. It's right in front of them, and it's one of those things parents feel like is almost uh, an act of defiance. And finally, number eight is because it's actually true. I've known of many times when parents have accused and even punished their child for lying when they were actually telling the truth. So we know that kids have lots of reasons for lying, but how do we get it to stop? Before we start jumping to conclusions and dreaming up new torture devices to stop the lying, let's do a quick evaluation of the true principles associated with helping our kids with lying. If you remember, the three true principles are teach, relationship, and upgrading yourself. I'll review quickly what it is, how each of those apply to lying. First, teach. We should ask ourselves, what is it we want them to learn about lying? What is the most effective way to teach what we intend for them to learn? With relationship, we can ask ourselves, how can we respond in a way that maintains and builds the relationship even as we set limits and boundaries? What can we do to better understand and empathize with our child's situation? And finally, upgrading yourself. We should ask ourselves, Why does lying upset me so much? What do I need to do to manage my own emotions and behaviors associated with lying? And ask, am I honest in my dealings with family and others? These are hard questions to answer sometimes. But when we ask ourselves the questions related to the true parenting principles above, we're able to come up with solutions that build cycles of relationship, understanding, growth, and honesty that will better prepare our children for personal responsibility instead of simply getting them to confess that they took the candy from the cupboard without asking. Given the different motivations and severity of various lies, how we intercede can sometimes look slightly different, although the basic principles of how we teach, build the relationship, and upgrade ourselves stay the same regardless of the lie. So what can we do when kids actually lie? There are a couple main overarching concepts that I'd like to reiterate before we get started with the specific examples. First, teach during the good times and proactively model what it means to be honest. Tell them stories of honesty and dishonesty and their consequences. Talk about how honesty can be hard but shows respect for others. We're seeking to build ongoing cycles of honesty and trust rather than just simply getting the lie to stop right now. And number two, focus more on the problem and the motivation for the lie rather than on the lie itself and getting them to confess. So how do we deal with specific kinds of lies? Next, I'd like to give some specific examples of different kinds of lies 
and how we can intervene with those lies. First, if they're telling stories. The big fish stories are really not an issue of lying, but rather of imagination. Some kids can let their imagination run wild, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but can seem out of place to parents at times. These make-believe truths are usually pretty easy to spot. I once had a client who came to my office each week and would tell me some of the most outrageous stories about his week. Some of them were partially true, but he was always trying to upgrade the story. There were times when I wasn't sure if he understood the difference between reality and the story. And so I would ask, is that story make-believe or true? He would tell me, and most of the time he was accurate with his report of whether it was imaginary or a true story. This kind of storytelling is normal and doesn't require much in the way of intervention. As a parent, we can listen and smile at their stories and simply compliment their amazing imagination. Recognize it as a story, but don't challenge it. They know it's a story as well as you do. They're just better at making imagination real for them. So the takeaways are, if there's blurring of reality, ask, is this imaginary or true? Compliment their imagination and recognize it as a story. Or just move on with life. So a second kind of lying is if you know that they're lying. My oldest son has just recently grown out of his fascination with writing on the walls in our home. He would write and draw using crayons, pens, and markers. He even decided to etch pictographs on the walls using nails or push pins he found around the house on several different occasions. When we approached him about it, we would say, Kyler, please clean the writing off the wall, to which he would often reply, it wasn't me. The problem with this was he was the only one in the house that could write letters and his whole name was written on the wall. There was no debate about who did it. We simply said, okay, I'm not concerned with who did it, I'm asking you to help clean your name off the wall. If you already know the answer, don't ask questions to test if they'll tell the truth. Whether the self-preservation or responsibility dodging lies come out, don't worry so much about getting a confession as just following through with limits, boundaries, and natural consequences of their actions. It can also be helpful to talk to your child and attempt to understand the why behind their lie at times that you're both calm and happy. The objective of this is not to unearth the lies or make them feel bad for lying, but to honestly understand their motivation for lying. It's not an, an interrogation, but rather an exploratory discussion. So the takeaways here are to... Don't ask questions you know the answers to already. Fight the urge to argue the guilt and make them confess. Follow through with the request or consequence and thank them for solving the problem. Seek for understanding their why behind why they told the lie. So another kind of lie is if you're not sure if they're telling the truth, but the lie is verifiable. Frequent concern I hear in my counseling office from parents is that their child lies to them about their homework. They say, I ask him every day if his homework is done, and he either tells me he doesn't have any or that it's done. I find out later that he hasn't been bringing it home or he gets bored and doesn't finish it. Then I just get even more angry that he's lied to me. My response to these parents is, trust but verify. 
let your child know ahead of time that they're free to play as soon as homework is done and you've seen the finished product. Put a system in place with the teacher, if necessary, to verify when your child has homework and what it is. The other option is to let them experience the natural consequences or school-imposed consequences of not completing homework and eliminate the desire to lie about homework at home. This can be hard to swallow for a lot of parents, but can sometimes be the best option. So the takeaways in this, this area are to not accuse them of lying, especially without proof. It's never helpful to attach the label of liar. To talk to them during the good times about a plan for verifying the object of the lie. Homework in the case that we talked about. Follow through with the plan. Or just let other natural consequences teach the lesson about their problem. Eliminate the, the need for your child to lie. So the last kind of lie I'd like to talk about is if you're not sure if they're telling the truth, but the lie is not verifiable. My three oldest children are boys. They love to rough house, play outside, and play Legos. They spend a lot of time playing together without direct eyes-on supervision. During these times, when they're off playing on their own, we'll hear a scream or a cry, and then we'll see one or more of them coming, walking or running for consolation to either me or my wife. More often, it's my wife. They'll proceed to tell a story of how their mean brother did this or that. Sometimes the reports are legitimate, while other times the way things happened are completely perceived and their brother did not intend to hurt them. They just don't like how things worked out. This kind of a report from them is not as much a lie as it is a description of their reality as they saw it. Our first inclination is to bark at the other kids. What happened? What did you do? or to tell the child that came to you, that's not what happened. This kind of situation with kids becomes a he said, she said situation, and our job is not to, in, to be the investigator. It doesn't even require that we find out the truth about what actually happened. It just requires that we deal with our child's emotions at that time and teach and encourage him to solve his problems as best as he can. So in this area, the takeaways are don't try to be the investigator. Listen, empathize, and validate his emotions, not necessarily the events themselves, just how he feels about those events. When they're calm, ask, what do you think you could do to solve this problem? And brainstorm and help them find solutions. Finally, let them solve the issue. Lying can really strike a nerve with parents. It makes us feel out of control and disrespected, but our kids' intentions are rarely as devious as we project on them. If we focus on the problems themselves instead of getting caught up in the emotion of lying, we're better able to move through the normal developmental stages of lying and teach positive values and skills of honesty without destroying the relationship in the process. It also allows us to continue to build ourselves as people and parents and evaluate our own honesty and motives. If your child lies, remember, they're not a liar. If your child lies sometimes, they're normal. They're human and they're a kid. Let's go ahead and step out of the lie game and just proactively teach and foster connection that reassures them that they have no need to lie or fear.
Okay, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And if you like what you've been hearing, come on over to trueparenting.net slash products, and you can sign up for our free newsletter. And in the process, you can get a free ebook to help you on your true parenting journey. And hopefully that will help you as much as this article did. I hope that if you have any other questions regarding lying or any other parenting issue, go ahead and jump on over to trueparenting.net and send me a message, write a comment, or you can send me an email at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. You can also connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash trueparenting. And uh, I update that relatively often, and you'll not only get information regarding all of True Parenting's new information and posts as they come out, but you'll also be able to be connected with other parents and see some some great content from other parenting bloggers and experts out there. So I hope that you'll take a chance to get over there and say hello. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate every parent out there and all that you do. So have a great day and come on back and listen for our, listen to our other episodes of True Parenting Audio, and we'll see you again next time.